Welcome to episode 17 of Ferg on the Freak. I'm that bloke from Rugby League Project, Andrew Ferguson. You can find me on Twitter at AndrewRP. Joining me once again is League Freak, who you can also find on Twitter at League Freak. How's the recovery after Magic Weekend going over there, mate? Uh, really good. It's been weird. We haven't done a podcast in the last 24 hours. So I, this feels like we've been part-time podcasting. <laughs> I, I feel like... I should be doing something that the Panthers need to do and just reintroduce myself to, to the person that I'm, I'm working with here. Yeah, yeah. It's like, <laughs> you know, the, the coordination's out the window. <laughs> yes, yes. But anyway, we, we won't dwell on that too much no. because today we're going to be... Um, we're going to get on the Origin bandwagon and we're going to start selecting our teams who we think should be... Um, Queensland, Queensland used to I should be looking at for the first Origin game this year. And the way we'll do this is... Freaky, you mentioned his... Team for Queensland, I'll do mine, and then we'll have a debate over that and pick the best team out of those two squads, and we'll do the same for New South Wales, and we'll see how we go. Yeah, this should be interesting because both of us found that when we were putting together the Queensland team, they look very, very ordinary, uh, and that whereas the New South Wales team looks really, really strong. So um, there's going to be some choices I think we both make, especially for Queensland, that are very strange so it's going to be something that people will talk about and probably call us idiots and really what we generally get every week from people. So this is going to be fun. This will be interesting, yes. Uh, and that's all right. The injuries as well has made the uh, the Queensland stocks very threadbare. So yeah. um, this will be interesting. So what we've decided to do is, is name a normal 1-17, to 17, but also pick three players on an extended bench. So um, why don't we go over to you, mate, and see, see what you've got there. We'll start a fullback and we'll go all the way down. Yeah, I'm just going to go by numbers instead of going wing or wing, centre, yep. centre, that sort of thing. Okay, so at fullback, I've got Kalen Ponga. Uh, then I've got Dane Gagai. Is it Gagai or Gagai? Gagai. It's Gagai, Gagai. sorry. Yeah. yeah, Gagai. That's how Block Roach says it. Gagai. Um, Gagai. Uh, then in the centres, I've got Michael Morgan. Uh, the other centre, I've got Will Chambers. Yeah. On the wing, I've got Corey Oates. So, so my six and seven, this is going to be interesting. I've got Cameron Munster and Brody Croft. Brody Croft. Mm. At yep. prop, I've got Matt Scott. Yep. At hooker, I've got Cameron Smith because I believe he's going to play. My other That's prop, it. I've got Josh Papali. Yep. Then in the back row, I've got Jai Arrow, yep. Felice Kafusi, and Josh Maguire. And then on my bench, I'm not I'm not happy with my bench, but it's it's just how it is. I've got Cohen Hess. Yeah. I've got Jared Wallace. Yeah. I've got Jake Granville. Yep. And I've got Gavin Cooper. And for my extended my 18 through 20, I've got Ben Hunt. Yep. Uh, Dally Cherry Evans, who's there because I'm not sure he's going to be fit, but if he's fit. I would probably put him into that starting seven spot. Uh, and then Dylan Napa is my number 20. All righty. There's not too much different to what I've got there. Really? Um, wow. Yeah, so I've got um, Kalen Ponga uh, in the in the three-quarter line. I've got Corey Oates on one wing, uh, Will Chambers, Dane Gagai, Dale Copley. Okay, yeah. Uh, in the house, I've got Munster and Morgan. Okay, yeah. Uh, I've got uh, front row, Napa, Granville, and Papali. Okay, yep, yep. 
in this back row. So you I've don't got... think Smith is going to play? No, I'm, I'm ruling him out completely. I don't think he's going to turn up. I think it's all just head games. All right. Um, in the back row, I've got uh, Gillette, Arrow, and Maguire. I left out Gillette. Damn. <laughs> and on the bench, I've got Milford, Cooper, Glasby, and Wallace. And for the uh, three three others, I've got Ben Hunt, Corey Norman, and Daly Cherry Evans. Um, and if Corey Norman or Cherry Evans are found to be fit and still playing decent in their one or two games they get, I'd be putting them into the 17. Okay. So there were a couple there that jumped out for me that you picked that I didn't, which Gillette, who should have been in there, missed him. Damn it. And uh, what's his name for Brisbane? 5-8. Uh, Corey Norman. Uh, sorry, um, Milford. Milford, yeah. I, I haven't picked him, and I'm happy to have left him out of my side, even even considering all that. Um, I'd rather have Granville on the bench, uh, but that's considering that that Cameron Smith plays, which he does in my little world. Damn, I missed Gillette. I'm so angry at myself. All right, well, look, the first pick. looking through that there, because yep. I was previously typing all that down, um, yep. we've picked a few players in the same position. So we both had Ponger at fullback. Mm-hmm. Um, we both had Chambers at centre. Mm-hmm. Uh, Munster at 5'8", Papali at prop, Arrow in second row, Maguire at lock, and Wallace and Cooper on the bench. Mm-hmm. So, for wingers, we had to choose... Well, we've both picked Corey Oates, so we can chuck him in there as well. He's on yeah, one wing. Uh, we've got Gagai and Copley. And knowing that I've you've picked Morgan at, at centre and I've picked um, Gagai at centre. So we've both got Gagai in there. Do we put him on the wing or at centre? Look, I, the reason I didn't pick him in the centres is because I, I just feel like it lowers the quality that you've got in the centres. I think Morgan would be fine in the centres, but I, look... I would have no problems with Morgan at halfback. Like, that, that's one of the things that Queensland... I mean, Munster's just rock solid. You don't have to worry about him. He's in a good form, too. Yeah. Um, in the halfback spot, I kind of was looking at the combination of Brody Croft and Munster, um, you know, carrying on from the Melbourne Storm as well. And... But I would be just as happy with Morgan in the halves, or and then. But then, if Cherry Evans is healthy, I you know, do you bring him in the halves? Like it's hard to know with Cherry Evans. Right. Considering Cherry Evans, let's just say Cherry Evans is injured for now, I wouldn't have any problems with Morgan in the halves, and it might be better for Queensland just to have that experience in the halves. Actually, no, I agree, and I think also if Cherry Evans is is ruled fit. Um, mm. His form has been impeccable this year. You can't, you can't pick him, uh, not pick him at seven, because um, that was talk, can... he was he was also going to be the captain. That's how yeah. well he was being regarded. Yeah, so, exactly. Which also then means that picking Morgan Morgan at centre does then make sense if Cherry Evans is playing at halfback. Yeah, I mean I can't remember Morgan ever playing centre, but he's played fullback. He's such an experienced player. He's a fantastic utility player. Um, I think he'd be fine in, in the centres. I think so too. Yeah. Um, which then leaves us with who do we... I suppose Gagai then goes on the wing. Uh, to be honest, I put him in the centres pure because I didn't 
have enough. Um, I couldn't. I couldn't think of enough backs that were in good enough form that deserved to be mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. So, um, I believe too that that Gagai is a much better winger than a centre. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, like, and I think you put him on the wing. You don't really have to worry about him. Whereas he, if I, he's uh, in the centres, I'm worrying about him. You know. Yeah, and he is a, he is a solid player. There's no doubt about it. I'm not criticising. Yeah. He definitely deserves to be there. It's just you know what works for him and the team, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you had Gillette in the back row for Felice Cafusi, I believe. That's correct. Yeah, I don't even have Cafusi in the side. I sort of realised now that was kind of a bad idea too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Overlooked that one. So I guess if you would have Cafusi off the bench then. Yeah. Um, and then, I mean, look, I, I, don't, I didn't like my bench at all. I don't mind Granville in there. Um. And, and that, I picked Granville because I wasn't really sure that Smith was going to be there. I feel like he's going to play. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But, yeah, my, I, I didn't like my bench at all, to be honest with you. I mean, Cohen Hess is playing like crap. Gavin well, the Cooper. Other, as I say, the other we've got to look at, too, is um, the front row, because we both agreed that Papali should be starting in the front row. Yeah. But you've got Matt Scott and I've got Dylan Napper, and you've actually named Napper on your... Extended, Extended bench. bench, yeah. Well, look, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be upset to bring in because Napa was one of the ones last ones I brought into my squad because I wasn't sure that he was, he was playing. I didn't see him play on the weekend. Uh, I think that was the only game I missed. So uh, I would be happy to bring Napa onto the bench. He's been there before. He's you, you know he's just got to give you a solid twenty twenty five minutes. Um, so I'd be happy to bring him onto the bench. Or put him in the starting side, maybe, you know, get a, a good first stint out of him um, and bring Matt Scott off the bench, maybe. Well, if we do that, we end up with a bench of Napa, Wallace, Kafusi, and Cooper. Napa, Wallace, Kafusi, and Cooper. Look, I think that's better than my bench. That's uh, the, only, the only problem you do get with that one is there's no backs on there. Do you, do you want to carry a back on the bench? Or do you trust that mm, no one one's going to get back... injured? Yeah. Well, or do you do you trust that one of your your back rowers could play at centre, or one of your halves could play at centre? I guess if you lose one there, and you mm. plug a gap with a forward in the front row somewhere, which is quite possible as well. Yeah, I mean, you could pro- say you had say you put Morgan in the halves in at halfback, right? Mm-hmm. If you got in, say Cameron Smith plays, you could probably move Maguire into hooker, uh, Cameron Smith into the halves, and and then have Michael Morgan as your utility who, who could play anywhere in the back back line if he needed to. Um, it's it's a risk. I think that Queensland kind of has. Has to take a little bit of a risk though, just because the quality of their lineup I don't think is all that great compared to the New South Wales team. Um, I think they have to kind of go all in. I don't think they can get too cute off their bench. Yeah, they they will have to be playing a very grinding style of footy and try and get this game played really in the middle. They don't want to. Mm. They would want to have this as being a uh, expansive match just because the injuries have have taken away too many players that were in good form. Mm. 
uh, especially in the back line there. You know, losing Daly Cherry Evans and uh, Jake Friend is is big for them. Yeah. Um, and also, English retiring as well. That, that's that hurt huge. them a fair bit too. Yeah, that's huge. Um, you know, not having English there is absolutely massive. And it really means that in a few positions, Queensland kind of had to make do. And they had, there's a few positions there where they have to call on players that are not in great form, but that have a little bit of experience. And, uh, yeah, it's it's a real – it's a downtime for Queensland. This is a, almost a rebuilding phase. But the, the problem that I have with it is that there's not too many young players you bring into this team. Like, it, it's not like they're full of youngsters. You know, there's a lot of older players in that team. You've got to hope that Ponga steps up at fullback and is ready to, you know, make that position his now. Um, that's probably one of the things that would be good to get Brody Croft some time in the in a half halfback if you could. Yep. But that it's a real worry for Queensland because I'm looking at this team and like even in a couple of years from now, three or four years from now, there's a fair few players in this lineup that won't be there. And I, it's not the same for New South Wales. There's a few. There's a lot of their team which will still be around in three or four years. So uh, real change in the guard there for Queensland. Absolutely. Alrighty. Well, now that we've got the uh, the Maroons done, I'll go through what we had in there anyway. So from one yep. to seventeen, uh, we've got Ponga, Gagai, Morgan, Chambers, Oates, Munster, Croft, DCE. If he's if he's healthy, we'll replace him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scott, Granville. If Smith doesn't play, mm-hmm. uh, Papali, Gillette, Arrow, Maguire, and on the bench, Napo, Wallace, Kafusi, and Cooper. Yeah. I think that that combined squad between both of our teams is a better squad than what I've named, for sure, uh, and about as good as they're going to name overall. Yeah, that's it's going to be hard to see who they drop out of that. Mm, yeah, definitely. All right. Um, all right, now we've got a, good guys. Yeah, now, now we've got a problem in, of a different, <laughs> different matter, and that is who the hell do you leave out instead of trying yeah. to figure out who the hell you put in? Yeah. Um, so, who have you got for the Blues, mate? The Mighty right, Blues. I've already got a, a person in mind who I've left out by accident, but I, we'll see if you name him. But anyway, let's go through it. My 1-17. to 17, Mr. Italy, James Tedesco. Then I've got Blake Ferguson. Uh, Latrell Mitchell, who I believe will play. I think he's, he's going to be fine. I've got Jack Whiten in the centres. I've got Josh Adokar. My halves... Uh, um, Corey Walker and Adam Reynolds. Corey Cody Walker. Walker. Cody Walker. That's yeah. I'm thinking, what Corey Walker? I've written that down wrong. It's probably uh, what's it called? Autocorrect. That's probably it. Yeah. So Cody Walker, and that's for the you know the club combination. Yep. Uh, my front row is David Clemmer, Damian Cook, and Paul Vaughan, and my back row is. Tyson Frizzell, Boyd Cordner, and Jake Trebojevic. And then my um, bench players are Victor Radley, Angus Crichton, Tariq Sims, and Payne Haas. And then on my extended bench, I've got Tevita Pangai Jr. I've brought in Nathan Cleary into the squad. And Luke Keary is my number 20. I, I couldn't break up my halves combo from Souths. Uh, so that's my one. 
I, I didn't get around to typing all of them in on time. So who'd you have on the on the wing after Tedesco? You had at Blake Ferguson. Blake Ferguson, that's right. And yeah. Mitchell and oh, uh, Jack White and White was the center. center. That's right. Yeah. And back row was Cordner. Frizzell. Frizzell, that's right. Yeah. And Trebojevic. Yep. Or, as, or as Buzz likes to call him, Trebojevic. Trebojevic. <laughs> and on the bench, Radley, Crichton. Yep. Sims. Ha. Sims. Ha. And Haas, that's right. Okay. I've got... There's, obviously, there's not much different here. Um, but yeah, like you, I've gone with a few combinations as well that works well at club level. So I've got Tedesco... Uh, Daniel Tupo, Latrell Mitchell, uh, Josh Morris, Josh Adokar, uh, Cody Walker, Adam Reynolds. In the front row, I've got Clemmer, Cook, Vaughan. Uh, back row, I've got Cordner, Crichton, and Trebojevic. And on the bench, I've got Matt Pryor, Tyson Frizzell, Alex Twal, and Ryan Madison. Okay, so you got a and, couple uh, there. And the extended bench, I've got Keary, Campbell Graham, and Jared Croker. Okay. Campbell Graham. Um, okay. Um, sorry. Which side do you like better? There's there's a few names you've put in there which um, I must admit I hadn't thought about. Yeah. But looking at the the sides here, our our one to thirteen, we've we've named ten players in the same spots. Yeah. So the only difference is. Um, I've got Frizzell on the bench yep. and Crichton starting, and you switch them around. Yep. Um, I've picked Josh Morris at centre. You've got Jack Whiten. Yeah. And you've got I, Ferguson at wing, and I've got Tupo on the wing. Yeah, I like. Look, I was tossing up uh, Tupo on the wing for that club combination because it's working really well right now. And but that's the thing. Ferguson's played with them both as well only last year. So yeah, it's uh, look either one. I I just think. And look, I'm not. Uh, if they didn't pick Blake Ferguson, I'd, I'd have no problems with it. He's probably the formal year in the competition, I would suggest. Yep. Um. But yeah, if it was the club combo, I wouldn't have any problems with that switch. Uh, the reason I picked Jack White, and he's been very, very strong. Like I like the physical style of play he's playing with this year. He's taken the line on, and he's. Starting to become a bit of a game breaker just with his power running, and so I like the thought of having that in the centres. Um, there's a thought that he would be a, a really good centre if he just committed to the position, but I can see why he's playing at five eighth now, and I I don't think at Clubland he should go back to the centres. Um, but I think for Origin he'd do a good job for you there. Would he in be? The heart- I was going to say, would he be defensively solid enough? Like that's. Obviously, I've put Jared Croak on the extended bench, and that's more in mm. case Latrell Mitchell doesn't you know, doesn't get ruled fit or over. But mm. an issue with Croker is he's not well; he's solid, and it's, that's perfectly fine. Mm. He's just he's not someone who you'd think of as a um, defensively strong centre. He's just, he's defensively capable. Yeah, say so, oh, I would never have Croker in the. In the New South Wales team, personally, I think he's—I think he's a defensive liability myself. But that's just me. That's my opinion. Um, I think the thing about White and his defence, because he's so strong and it, like he is a good athlete, I think he'd be fine. 
that's the way I look at it. Um, and I think that it's the sort of position where, and that, that look, the back line is crazy good for New South Wales, um, even if you make the changes. But so, And I would like to see how it goes there because I think if he goes well there, you don't have to worry about the centres for New South Wales for about six years. Well, that's right too. So the other one I had on there was actually I, I listed Josh Morris there. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was mostly because I hadn't thought of of, of Whiten at the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Josh Morris obviously is a, is a class centre, especially defensively. There'd be no issue with him being there at all. Who no. would you have on form out of those two? On form, I would have Whiten personally, even though he's playing a different position. But I think with Morris... He's one of those players that Brad Fittler could call on and not have to worry about. He knows that he's fine. And in origin, that is massive. That's absolutely massive. So I, once again, if that was a change that was made, I I wouldn't have any problems with it. But I do think that this is an opportunity for New South Wales to try out Whiten now um, when they're in a, I think they're in a position of strength this year. Yeah, I agree. That's the, that's the direction I would personally go in myself. Alrighty. Um, the other one is we've Halves. both got we've got Crichton and Frizzell around the wrong way. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Hey, look, either one. Um, I'm actually no thinking. Problems. I'm actually thinking that um, that Frizzell would be better starting because he's just got a. I think he's a bit more explosive and he, he's he's a bit better at he'd be better at the start there. Um, yeah. Whereas Crichton's a very good line runner, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't be opposed to having him on the bench, to be honest, and come bring him in um, later in the match when the mm-hmm. opposition forwards starting to tire a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you wanted to talk about the halves, did you? Yeah, look, Cody Walker is the first player I picked. He's he's in such amazing form. I love the way he plays the game. He's always asking questions of the defence, and I, I want to see him as the first picked in the side. Um, at halfback... Cleary is not in great form, and I think the fact that you can't pick that halves team from Penrith, I just have to go with uh, with Reynolds. And I think that Reynolds is in great form. I think that that combination with those two will be fantastic, especially with Cook at dummy half. Um, I, I think that that's a really nice combination that they all have going there. And... You know, if you look at the form halves combinations in the league, you'd be hard-pressed to find a better halves combo than them right now. Um, so that's why I went with them. Now, you had different in the halves. No, you had... no, no, I had I had no? exactly the same as you. I okay. had both Walker and Reynolds as well. I fully agree with okay. everything you said there. Um, okay. And Reynolds had also, I mean, he's got the adva- added advantage of being a top-line bloody goal kicker as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, the other thing that works well for those two in that combination, much like South have, is you've got Clemmer and Vaughan who are both making good meters this year and doing mm. very well in defense as well, which mm-hmm. just that just gives Cook so much more time, room, space. And once he gets a run on, those two halves just run amok and they do whatever they want. Um, yeah. So that, I think, that 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 area there is the key part for the blue side. And... Mm. Um, that the way it's set up there is so very close to what South's currently playing with that I think it would just allow Walker and Reynolds to to just fit right in nicely. Yeah, that, and that's what I was thinking too. I, like the perfect setup. If you 
if you wanted to bring the South's halves in, you'd want them to be in with that hooker, you know, in, in Cook. And that's – it's just perfect. It's the perfect opportunity to have them as halves. On top of everything, like Cody Walker's – as I said, he's one of the form players in the comp. And the very first player I picked, so – uh, it was nice to be able to put that combination in, which I think will work well with the formies in too. Absolutely. Now, we had a few changes on the bench. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Hart may have gone a little bit overhead um, <laughs> when I picked Madison and 12, but Madison has been, you know, we, we can't argue about this. He has been playing bloody brilliantly this year at the Tigers. Mm-hmm. Um, he does offer a utility value to the bench. Mm-hmm. So you can obviously play back row. You can play at centre as well or in, or at 5-8 if needed. So if any sort of injury happened there, you can slot him into those places. Mm-hmm. Um, Twole has been pretty bloody massive for the Tigers at, at front row. Mm-hmm. Um, I've also got Pryor. And, yeah, other than that, we had Crichton as well. Just being interrupted by Lumer. You want a drink again? Yeah. You need to bring a cup. Well, I'm a little bit thirsty. You're a little bit thirsty. Okay. Um, can I just say we're rugby league experts? That's right, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a stay-at-home dad first. <laughs> <laughs> um, she'll either come back straight away or she'll take half an hour. I'll just wait. <laughs> so, yeah, I've, so I wouldn't be opposed to having 12 dropped. I can see that I was being, probably being a little bit, um, you know, rose glasses wearing there. <laughs> How has it gone? You drank out of it. Right. Sorry. So you've got Victor Radley and um, Sims and Haas. I think Haas, I'd be fine with him coming in for 12. Um, Yeah, see, I I like his... (laughs) (laughs) Come on. Hurry up. Thank you. All righty, there you go. You be careful. Don't spill it. Good job. I like how she was like, hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I was saying, you've got... She likes this brand of whiskey you give her, hey? But she loves it. <laughs> just, has, just has a neat too, you know. Yeah. Don't bother with any of ice or cooling it yeah. down. You don't want to ruin it. Yeah, just um, have that with a, a, bit so of, a few grapes. With <laughs> uh, my, with Haas, I, once again, it's kind of a case with New South Wales in that I think they've got a bit of an opportunity here. They've got the, a, a chance to set themselves up looking towards the future. Um, I like the the size that he brings to the team. I think that the last thing Queensland wants to see is him coming off the bench. And I, I just think that with that bench that I named, it kind of gives – it's like it gives you mobility, it gives you size, it gives you – the, uh, I mean, Radley, I think, could at a stretch play almost anywhere on the field if you asked him to at a stretch. And I really like I really like that bench for just impact and everything, quite honestly. Um, and yeah, that's why... Mu- I was going to say, there's not too much that I disagree with about on that. I'd, like, I'd, I'd be happy to bring in Haas over 12. That's no drama. But I think yeah. Madison and Radley both provide very similar value in that they are quite good utility players. Um, so either of those would be perfectly fine. Mm. Um, the other one was Ty, um, Matt Pryor versus Sims. Yeah, uh, look, either one I'd be happy with. Um, Sims, I like his mobility. 
And but then you've got to weigh that up with the Sims things that he does. <laughs> so and I the, the Sims things that he does, it really they can really hurt a team. Um, so I wouldn't have any problems losing him. Oh, uh, if I could have got Pangai Junior in the side, I really would have. I think he'll play definitely some at some point in this series because they're going to have to deal with injuries and stuff through their their forward pack at some point. Um, but yeah, I, I'd have no problems with replacing a Sims. All right, we'll put we'll put Pryor in there. We'll put Sims on the extended bench with with Pango. I think Pango Junior is very good on the bench, on the extended bench as well. Um, be a good experience for him as well, just to be around the side. And that's um, look, that's half of why I named Cleary on that extended bench because I do think he is New South Wales future. He's still very, very young, and he's playing behind an absolutely thrashed Panthers pack. So people are saying his form is down. I don't care who your halfback is. You chuck him behind this Panthers pack that's very, very soft, and they're not going to do anything um, because they're just behind a beaten pack every week. So I, I want Cleary to feel as though he is still part of the plans. Um, and then with Cleary, look, his form is fantastic. But I think I'm not going to replace Walker, Cody Walker. And Walker's in better form than the two, even though Cleary's in great form. And it's just a case of a bit of an embarrassment of riches finally for New South Wales, where Cleary was the odd man out, unfortunately. And probably of at the best... New South Wales player, the most informed player that is out of the side for sure by a long way. Yes. And now, look, there's uh, one thing we need to address, the elephant in the room, is that there's mm-hmm. three number sevens who we've, we've admitted, who have all mm-hmm. been talked about as in the origin conversation already this yeah. year. Yeah. Uh, so number one is Mitch Moses. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, <laughs> yeah, one good game ripping his team apart, mm. uh, his former team apart. And uh, things have sort of gone a bit cold since then. Look, as, I'll, tell, I'll as, say this. If as you have an origin game for Parramatta Stadium, I'd pick him in a second. That'd oh, yeah. Fantastic. Pick him seven times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, the other one is uh, Mitchell Pearce, because he's been playing stunning footy. And I'm, that's no joke there for the last three weeks. But footy. you just have that. His origin record just makes you balk at him. Yeah, it's almost as though he has had every opportunity to play well at state of origin level and has failed every single time. Um, oh, no, it is that. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Maybe if we do enough acid, maybe then it would seem like a good idea to pick Mitchell Pearce in the halves of New South Wales. But I don't think that much acid exists in the entire world. So, you know. It got consumed by the last selectors who picked him. Yeah, exactly. Bloody ridiculous anybody suggesting that. See, even your daughter, even with all the whiskey she's got in her, she's like... Yeah, you come to interrupt and stop that conversation. Yeah, exactly. Calm it down, (laughs) I'll give you some more. (laughs) There you go. Drink it slowly. No more thundering. Good work. Um, And yeah, number three hasn't really been strong in the conversation, but there's just a few murmurs every now and then, and that's Luke Brooks. Um... I just don't think that Brooks is... I, I kind of put him in the Mitchell Pierce sort of range where he's going to be a, a very, very good club player for a long time. Mm-hmm. But I need to see him go to that next level. 
and I haven't yet. He had a great year last year. Mm. I don't agree that he was the halfback of the year, but mm. he was definitely one of the top three halfbacks of the year last year. I've got no doubt. I'm not afraid to say that. Yeah. But um, I'm just not seeing enough from him that takes him to that next level because a lot of what he does now when he plays really good, he's mm-hmm. off the back of the service that he gets from Farah and the forwards getting some go forward. When that doesn't happen, he goes missing and that's a problem you've got with with Brooks sometimes. Yeah, and yeah, the the missing thing is like like and you can be watching the game and be like you just don't see him like, oh yeah, he's still on the field, it's weird. Um and that is a problem because if we wanted to pick somebody that was gonna go missing, we just pick Pierce. Um and right. when you've when you've got Reynolds and Walker in there, it's it's like that that whole combination works so well that it's hard to even think about breaking that up. Um, you know, I would even, at a stretch, put Kiri in at halfback if something happened to Reynolds. Yeah, um, well, Kiri would be the first one to go in there to replace Reynolds. I'm yeah. going to about that. Yeah. So, I, I mean, so our New South Wales teams are very, very similar. Well, the, yeah, I mean, the cool. other one we didn't, we haven't properly decided on who we dump or not is Madison or Radley. I'd have I I think Radley is a fantastic player for I think he's made for state of origin. I think he, as I said I, at a stretch he could play in just about every single position on the field if you asked him to. He's one of those players that just wants to get stuck in. Um and and that's why I picked him. He was actually my first bench player that I picked. All right, we'll pop him in there. I, I'm I'm not opposed to that. We'll put Madison on okay. extended bench and Simpson. Seems going to have a uh, go back to clubland. Yeah. Okay. So no, our combined origin side then for New South Wales is Tedesco, Ferguson, Mitchell, Whiten, Adokar, Walker, Reynolds, Clemmer, Cook, Vaughan, Cordner, Frizzell, Trebojevic, and on the bench is Radley, Crichton, Haas, and Pryor, with Madison, mm. Pangai, Junior, and Cleary on the extended bench. Mm. Yeah, that's I'm a, happy with that. That's a damn solid squad. Yeah, that's the. That's the best New South Wales team that they've picked in a very long time. It's a young team. It's an informed team. Uh, I love the forward pack. I think the forward pack is tremendous, especially with that bench rotation uh, and Cook running off the back of those four. Cook running off the back of those forwards is just a scary thought. Uh, I love the centres. They're big. They're strong. Um, they can cause nightmares if they get in in a good mood. Uh, Ado Car is, is, is tremendous. Like I, I just love it. I love that I'm, whole team. I'm just thinking about the the one combination we haven't spoken about yet, which I know will click pretty quickly, and that is Walker and Tedesco. Yeah, and, and like Tedesco running off the back of Cook, even yeah. um, Cook gets out a dummy half, and he really puts pressure on the line. And if he can make half a break, if Tedesco's there and walk, like Walker's there, oh, it's just it, – it is such a good side. It really is. It's one of the best New South Wales teams that they would have named for a number of years. And um, when you line it up against the Queensland team, oh, I, I really – I could see 3-0 for New South Wales this year especially if Queensland have to deal with any more injuries or any retirements or anything. Um, it, it, it's just two different levels of team this year, and it's weird that it's flipped so quickly. I guess that's what happens. I mean, when Queensland went on their amazing run, 
it just flipped. It felt like it flipped overnight, and that's what it feels like with this almost, even though New South Wales won last year. No, but that's the thing. It, it started last year, and it's um, it's yeah, they're a phenomenal looking looking squad. Um, just powerful, fast runners everywhere, and, and the the forwards just big. And once they get a roll on, and you know they will, they're mm. going to be tough to stop. Good line runners in the back row. Mm-hmm. Um, just, I, I'm I like I'm not opposed to Boyd Cordner being in the side, but you mm-hmm. can find moments in games occasionally where his hands betray him. Yeah, and look, he's the he's the New South Wales captain, which I think counts for a bit. His experience, which counts for a lot. I think that I, I put him in there because I found it hard to drop the captain after a winning series. I on form. Look, if somebody made, you could make a really good argument to not pick him in there, but uh, I don't think we have to throw the baby out with the bathwater just yet. No, 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 no. There's so many changes in this team from last year's team already. And look, I think they're all positive changes. And I think even Cordner himself would probably have an eye on some of these young blokes that will end up taking his place down the line. But I think for now, he's, he's a solid player to pick. Um, he did get that head knock, which they were really worried about on the weekend. So, but he should have plenty of time to get over that. Um, so, yeah, it's he's probably the one in that whole forward pack and the whole forward rotation that I would personally say is not in the most tremendous form. But yeah, as the, as the captain, I I had to go with him again. And I'm oh, guessing well, that's why you picked him too. Yeah, yeah. It was also because. Um... He is one of those captains who will lead by example, and mm-hmm. um, at this level, I, I I give him the uh, kind of kind of like Dale Shearer, where it doesn't matter what the club level's like. You put Boyd Corner in Origin or Test Footy, he delivers. Yeah, you just and know he'll, he will. Be, he'll be calling up the coach to play when he's thirty-eight as well. Is that what you mean? Pretty much. Pretty <laughs> much. <laughs> and he pro- could probably still do a good job too. I reckon Dale Shearer gets ready still. I reckon he just you know. He gets to about this time next year, he just starts stretching a bit, you know, goes for a couple of runs in the morning, just in case. Well, given the drums they've got in the, in the three-quarter line, he could probably get a run this year. I don't <laughs> think he'd do any worse. Of, yeah, instead <laughs> of Gagai. <laughs> now, I was, I was just going to say, the players who we've um, not picked, who played Origin last year in the third game for New South Wales, mm-hmm. um, mostly due to injury, Mm-hmm. Um, and, or just atrocious form, which is completely acceptable. So it was Tom Trebojevic, currently injured. Injured. Yeah. Um, He'd James be in, Rob- yeah, for if he was if he was healthy, he's into the number two jersey. Yeah, like Definitely. no question. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, James Roberts, just woeful yeah. form. Terrible form. Yeah. Um, Maloney and Cleary. Um, yeah, they thing. just they look like they've forgotten who each other is. Yeah. Uh, who else was it? Jack DeBellin. And Tyrone Peachy. Yeah, and, and I think- uh, look, DeBellin obviously is out of it at the moment. Um, and Peachy, uh, I, I just think he's been used a little bit wrong there at the Titans. And, I mean, his form is terrible at the moment, unfortunately. But it's a real shame because coming off the bench, even for Penrith, he, he, brought, he brought something to a team which there's not many people can do like you can chuck just chuck him out there go play footy and he would do something incredible and that's really missing for new south wales i think radley can do that a little bit but peachy has that little bit of touch of 
he can do something that he, he can just break a game open out of nowhere. Oh, say, um, it, mate. say it, mate. It's X Factor. X Factor. He's got the X Factor. <laughs> so, so yeah. I, I like. I really wish Peachy was in good form because I'd have him in the twenty for sure. But he's just his form's not that good, and I can't wait for him to go to Titans management, say he wants out, and come back to Penrith. That's what he needs to do. Just do it, Peach. Come on. Okay. Come home. So, uh, just just for a bit of fun at the end, I've mm-hmm. decided to put together the. Um, State of not origin teams for New South Wales and Queensland for you know teams since nineteen eighty till twenty eighteen, and mm-hmm. this is teams for both both origin sides, seventeen mm-hmm. men squads of players who played for those states but were never born in them. This will be fun. This will be fantastic. I can't wait for this one. So, just so everyone knows, there's uh, twenty five players in the Queensland lot, and there's eighteen in New South Wales. So all that talk about. Queensland having players from everywhere. They've only had seven more than New South Wales in that period. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's surprising. That's very surprising. All right. So for Queensland, we've got we're going from one to seventeen here. So we've got Robbie O'Davis in mm-hmm. the backs. We've got Matt Rogers, Tony Carroll, Will Chambers, and Lottie Takuri mm-hmm. in the halves. We've got Inglis and Adrian Lamb and in the front row. We've got Sivan Siva, Neville Costigan, and Antonio Cafusi. Back row is Sam Sade, Michael Crocker, Brad Thorne. And on the bench, we've got Josh Papali, Matt Gillette, Caelan Ponga, and Scott Sattler. Nice. Yes. Wow. That's and in Queensland. For, and for New South Wales, we've got Dugan, Hazamel mm. Masri, Chris Johns, Tamana Tahu, Ken Nagus. In the halves, Peter Wallace and Peter Sterling. Then we've got in the forwards, Paul Vaughan, Ben Elias, Willie Mason, Ian Roberts, Ryan Hoffman, James Tamo, and on the bench is James McManus, Aquila Uati, Mario Fennick, and Justin Poor. There you go. Where was Justin Poor from? He's from WA. Oh, there you go. I didn't know that one. Far out. Well, I mean, the first, the, the one that stands out is obviously Inglis, who didn't qualify under any rule that's ever been in place for Queensland ever. Um, that's the, the terrible one. But the the thing about the two sides, it feels like the Queensland one is more a team that is put together from players in the last probably 15 years, um, whereas New South Wales is a little bit scattered throughout the whole series. Um, is that yeah, the... That, that's pretty fair. I think most yeah. of the... Especially the big name New South Wales players were from the nineties. Yeah, um, and and I always felt like because it, in nineteen ninety five when they had this the Super League war and they weren't selecting players that had aligned themselves with Super League, and so not only the Australian team but New South Wales and Queensland in particular, they really had to go from picking obvious choices to really looking for who was available, and it was like in some cases it was like. Do we have enough first graders, especially for the Queensland team, just first grade players? And so they started looking at the rules that were in in place around that time and realised that they were pretty relaxed rules. And so they went with it and it was like once the seal was broken on those moves, it just was open slather after that. And um, the NRL or the ARL recently changed the rules a little bit so that it wasn't so bad. But I would still like to see 
New South Wales and Queensland only selecting players from the if they were born in New South Wales or Queensland going forward. I mean, that's that's the rule I would have. I yeah, I'd like to see that too. Could you imagine if they had that in place though, and you end up seeing Peter Sterling playing for Queensland or Sam Thido playing for New South Wales? Well, well, Sam Thido was born in Melbourne, wasn't he? Sydney. Sydney. Oh, see, yeah. I also thought he was born in Melbourne for some reason. But uh, I would have no problems with it. Like, look at Luke Keary. He qualifies for New South Wales. He wants to play for Queensland, and he said that for a number of years now. And the world hasn't fallen in on us that he might end up in a blue jersey. So I don't really have any problems with it. Yeah, it's um, that's the thing, though. It's, the rules have got to the point where players are getting to say which team they want to play for. So the rules kind of being secondary to what the players' wishes are, mm. which is a bit a bit odd. Because yeah. there was even a discussion very briefly many years ago that Benji Marshall could become a Queensland Origin player because he played all his rep junior footy in Queensland. Yeah, and those sorts of those sorts of things are stupid, really. They are. I mean, but like there playing was... your first rep, like where did that ever come in when State of Origin was around and they're like, oh, it's where you play your first rep junior and it's like no it's where you're from well, you know, I was wondering if... Marshall would be the first one to say not a Queenslander I'm bloody a Kiwi you know I was wondering if that rule came about during the Super League era because in 96 the ARL brought in this rule where if you were aligned with the Super League then you would not be eligible to play rep football mm. and so that meant given that given that North Queensland Brisbane and Canberra who were the biggest suppliers of Queensland Rugby League players, were all yeah. Super League aligned. Queensland had next to nothing left to pick from. Yeah. You know, and they had the, the off-cuts that were at Gold Coast and, and South Queensland, and a lot of those were not even Queensland players. They were players that were from, you know, just discarded from other clubs. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't look, I don't know where the rules come into place because if you watch even test footy in the early 90s, I don't think you see that rule being used very much at all. And, I mean, like in the whole history of the game, and there have been players that have played for for even, say, Australia and, and, and New Zealand. Yeah, Tony Carroll. Um, yeah, well, even, but, well but, but going back, like Bill Kelly, like he played for both. Mm-hmm. So there was the capacity to do that, and that was a long, long time ago. And then, I mean, you also look at someone like Bob Fulton, who was born in England. Ian Roberts was also born in England. They ended up playing for Australia. So the rules, obviously, at some point had that movement that was allowed there for certain players. But I don't know where the rules come in for state of origin in regards to your your junior representative club because it just sort of come out of nowhere um, and it was in the, the mid-90s. And, that, I mean, that also led into, say, the, uh, the 2000 World Cup, which was just a free-for-all almost. I mean, almost like just play for whoever you want to. Yeah. And it just it really hurt representative football. And, look, I think it really smashed... New South Wales Rugby League, and I think it, it eventually took its toll on the Australian Test team as well. Like, I don't think it's it's any coincidence that you, you give it a couple of football player generations, not total person generations, but a couple of football career generations, and all of a sudden Australia starts losing finals to New Zealand. I don't think that's a coincidence at all. 
No, it's... I The thing with Origin Okay is, is, is the word. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's, there's no... It's not a fluid word. It's pretty strict what, what it means. Yeah. And yet all the rules around it are just not. It's... Don't call it Origin. Just call it one team against the other. You know, Maroons versus Blues. We won't have yeah. any other rules around it. You pick a team you want to play for and go from there. Yeah. It's um, it's got a bit laughable. And yeah, the the rules that have, have gone in there have definitely seeped into international footy. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that you can still have players today who have played for Australia and are also eligible for other nations. Um, that's fine. I understand that. That, that can mm-hmm. happen. But the rule needs to be changed so that they can only pick one nation. That's what yeah. one it is. And just go, right, that's the team, I'm, that's the country I'm going to represent. And you pick stay with it for the rest of your career. Because mm-hmm. um, in saying that, I'm really, really glad that Andrew Fafida said, you know what, I'm going to put Tonga ahead of playing for Origin and playing for Australia. Mm-hmm. Those are the sort of players and decisions we want to hear be made because that's what makes the rest of international football great is when elite players like that pick to go with a team other than Australia, New Zealand, or England because that just helps out international yeah. footy everywhere. That's the right call. I'm, I'm a huge fan of him making that decision. Yeah, so am I. And it's like it's a team that he's showing commitment to and he's doing it at a, at the co- at a personal cost. I mean, you get a lot of money for playing just one state of origin game this uh, now. But, um, and look, he's, he's from Blacktown. So, and he was born in Australia, he's raised in Australia. But I think as long as you pick and stick and that's it for your whole career, I don't think anybody really minds that if you go with one of these other nations. I think the problem comes in when you're jumping around to different nations. And I, like we talked about it in our very first episode of this fantastic podcast we have, where we talked about sit down and watch a World Cup match with somebody that isn't a rugby league fan and it can literally come up on the screen that this player who's playing for Italy starred for Australia and played for New South Wales and try explaining that to somebody that isn't a big fan of the game without their eyes glazing over. Um, So, yeah, I would love to see eligibility rules tightened right up. And for Origin, we have the opportunity to do that without damaging State of Origin in any way at all. Like, if you only could pick players from the New South Wales or Queensland and they had to be born there, um, doesn't matter where they're raised or whatever, just where they're born, these sides I don't think would be too much different. Um, I don't think the New South Wales team would be different at all, actually. The Queensland team would lose Chambers, uh, they'd lose Ponga, but, you know, it, it is that a massive loss for being able to honestly say this really is state versus state, state of origin, I don't think so. I think it would be fantastic for the game. No, I fully agree. And we've got to remember, too, that there's a reason why they made it state versus state with with origin place of birth mm. um, is because prior to that, you, you, chose, you were picked to play for the state you're currently playing football in. Mm-hmm. And so New South Wales would get all of the players in Queensland and bring them down and put them at club level because they wanted them to play at club level. They were good players. Yeah. But yeah. it also meant that Queensland lost all their talent. And mm-hmm. then a lot of Queenslanders would be lined up wearing a blue jumper playing against Queensland and thrashing the crap out of Queensland. Mm-hmm. So this origin thing was brought in to try and level the playing field between the two states, which would in- lead to 
uh, an improvement in the game in Queensland and the growth of the game there. And as we've moved away from the initial rules that were set up, we're starting to see that there's less Queensland players available to play in Origin. I don't, I'm not going to say the two are linked, but it's interesting how history is in, in a roundabout sort of way starting to repeat itself again, where you have a look at how many players are eligible to play for Queensland out of all the players that are currently existing in the NRL. After 30-odd years of origin, you kind of expect the number of Queensland players would be a bit higher. Mm, yeah, definitely. I was shocked. Um, you showed me a link on the QRL website that shows all the eligible players, and I was I was, I was was shocked at how few Queensland players were eligible Um and, and that's something they really need to have a think about. And it's something the ARL Commission really should have a think about. We obviously need more teams in Queensland. And we've been talking about they need an expansion team in Brisbane for sure. Um, and, and, you know, it's, it's not good enough that we can come out of a period of absolute domination by the Maroons and get to this point where you're struggling to put together a 17-man Queensland squad for players that are in form and not injured. Um, I, I really was. I was. They should be concerned about it, and it can't be fixed by breaking the rules and or trying to change the eligibility rules. It needs to be fixed at the the ground level. It needs to be fixed in the development stage. And you know whether that means the QRL goes to more NRL clubs and and says to them, look. We want you to be helping us develop our players more than you are right now or whatever. Um, something needs to be done about that for the future of the game in Queensland. And it's not in any danger. It's just you want you want New South Wales and Queensland and Western Australia and Victoria and Northern Territory. You want everyone to produce more talent than they are right now. And But in particular for Queensland, it was just a shock to me that they had so few players to, to choose from. Yeah, look, it's. I mean, it also makes you wonder if, if maybe the NRL club should be affiliated with, say, a team in the New South Wales Cup, a team in New South Wales Country, and mm-hmm. a team in Queensland. Mm-hmm. And so they've got three different um, grassroots teams that they can go to. Mm-hmm. They don't have to pay them anything. It's just that you know that's that will be the progression of players. They'll come up through the lower grades. They'll go to advance to those teams, and then once they get through those reserve grade level teams. The mm-hmm. next team is that NRL team they're affiliated with. So it would actually help to track these players a lot more and, and try and help promote growth in a lot of clubs and get them working a bit harder to getting a lot of players in because it's not just Queensland but the bush as well and something's mm-hmm. got to be done there. And I suppose this is straying into a conversation that we can have in another podcast sometime. Yeah, well, look, and just something to say there. I mean, we hear a lot about New South Wales-based teams as a it's a lot of conversation about, well, they should be doing this in the bush and they should be getting out to games and things like that. Uh, You don't see it too much in Queensland. Um, I know the Broncos have a lot of young players on their books. I know that um, the the Cowboys go to Cairns every so often, but maybe there's more that they can be doing. But with only three teams, it's there's only so much you can do. I mean, if, if, just one team if that's based in New South Wales takes a game to the bush once a year. There's still a, a fair bit that are getting around, whereas for Queensland, I mean, because there's only three teams there doing that sort of thing, 
it's going to start to affect their bottom line in a pretty big way. So they can't, they can only do so much. And that's where we really do. We need an, an extra Queensland team. We probably need two of them. Um, when you look at the eligible, the number of eligible players, they need to grow that player base somehow. And that's the way to do it. Yeah. I guess at the time too, in that uh, earlier episode, that's one of the reasons why I was pushing for a team based around the sunshine coast. Um, Bundaberg sort of region to try and tap into that area there because it's kind of a bit bit between the Broncos and the, the Cowboys. Yeah. But we've had tons of great players come from there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, we won't, won't repeat myself too much more again there. <laughs> go and listen I'm, to that. I'm, I'm boring well. enough to listen to as it is already. I don't have to go repeat myself <laughs> to make things worse. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's... Uh, that's a pretty thorough look at at, at Origin and um, Game 1. We do have some ideas about what we're going to do for a, a preview just before the first game, which is on June 5. So um, we've got a, a very interesting and exciting idea to come up there. So we'll see how that goes along. Yeah, we've got a bunch of ideas. It's It's funny because we've got guests that we want to get on and we've got guests that have been... Um, suggested to us, and and we're really looking forward to talking to all of them. But if we lined them up with all, I mean, we must have twenty shows that we talk about that we've got lined up that we could do um, at any point. And we don't want to burn people out where you've got to listen to you know twenty hours of content per week to listen to everything we're saying, because then we just become as bad as the you know NRL three sixty, I guess. But um, but yeah, we're we're We've got a lot of ideas coming into Origin and different, you know, times in in the year we've got different segments that we've planned out already. So we hope you stick with us and, you know, keep supporting us because it's been fantastic. We love every single one of you people. Absolutely. And I want to say too that someone made a, a great suggestion mm-hmm. at, the ro- at the wrong time on during Magic Weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, it was after you made a tweet about the match between the Tigers and Panthers and they said... We should do a podcast where we commentate a game, mm-hmm. where we just call it as we see it. Like um, yeah. that would have been so not, 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 not doing play by play calling, but just sort of commentating as we're going along and, and just yeah. giving out comments and stuff. Yeah. And I myself was was sitting there going, "That's a great idea. Mm. I don't want to do it for a Penrith versus Tigers game. <laughs> so I'd rather do it for an entertaining match." And then, yeah, I, yeah. yeah, I so, feel like if people had listened to us. It would have been like twenty minutes of you really excited and me just just smashing Stop. Panthers, and then like for the next sixty odd minutes we would have just been going oh 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 my god look at this ah oh. like just nothing positive at all. It would have been really depressing to listen to. It would have, would have been about thirty minutes of that, and then we'd just spend the last thirty minutes after that just rambling on about other stuff completely unrelated to rugby league because that's yeah, how absolutely. <laughs> well, and the other thing is too like. Now I'm officially a rugby league commentator, you know, because I've done it twice. So um, it'll be good. We should do that, though. We'll have to pick a game that's interesting for that. Well, and, one idea I was thinking is maybe we could do something for that, maybe around um, – if if not an origin game, then we might pick an international match yeah, that, doesn't, be... that doesn't include Australia, so we don't yeah. have any vice or allegiance anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, uh, maybe we could do the uh, – the big Mount Druitt clash between Tonga and Samoa next time that's on. Tonga and Samoa, yeah. That wouldn't be too bad. Yeah. Um, God, there's another I could just I just thought of then. I'm just going to see if I can find it here. Because we, we might even do something a bit more extreme than that. 
You know, it'd be good doing uh, at the end of the year when Great Britain's touring. People would love to hear me talking about Great Britain. <laughs> <laughs> that would go down well. I yeah. was thinking on, um, oh, where's one here? They all go. There's some good games coming up at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. So, um, 26th of October, we could do Scotland versus Russia. Oh, my goodness. That's the battle of the, you know, foodie nations. <laughs> I'll, 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 read up the tea, I'll read up the tea leaves for Scotland. You can do Russia, okay? No. No. <laughs> um, so, yeah, there's, look, there's a ton of games we can do at the end of the year where we can do that sort of stuff. Yeah. I mean, on the 9th of November, Russia plays to be confirmed. I mean, that's going to be fun. Nice. Lottie Takiri, huh? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so that would be... Uh, I'll just let that one go. Uh, that was... <laughs> I know when I said that, I was like, yeah, no, don't say nothing. <laughs> I'm just moving on. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's, that's an idea we, we're definitely... Um, that, that came up that was... I thought it was a bloody cracking idea that we would definitely introduce at some point in the time. Could be anywhere. We won't tell you. We'll just surprise you with it. Yeah. And somebody also said we could do like live ones. I flirted with the idea of doing live shows. Um, I mean, I've done live shows years and years ago, but they were just me talking crap. Um, But we could probably set it up that we did a live one as well. But the problem is that it would be delayed compared to what we see on the TV. And I guess the other thing is that, because we we live uh, very far apart. I mean, you live in Australia. I live in Chorley in the UK, obviously. So then I would be seeing the TV screen at a different time that you are as well. So um, we'd have to factor that in. Yes. Do they even have TVs in Chorley? Well, I go down to a television shop and I, I watch through a window with a coat ah. of myself and I wear a beanie and it's always snowing. <laughs> That's exactly how I imagined it. <laughs> with, with a curry pie or something in one hand and some really oily fish and chips yeah. in the other. And yeah, and I'm drinking air John Smith's and a warm a warm John Smith's. That's the only thing that's hot out in that weather is the beer. Let me tell you, I did get served a warm beer in England in Hull, and it was like, what the hell? But it was a night that I was getting smashed, so I didn't care. I worked with a bloke once, and he, he um, did a working holiday through England many, mm-hmm. many years ago. And one of the jobs he had was working as a barman in this place, where, and he got to stay in the hotel upstairs for free for yeah. two weeks or so. So every second night, he had to go and do work at the pub. And every time the, some pommy bloke come in and complain about the beer, he says, oh, I'll just pop it back in the microwave and make warm it up a bit more for you, and they'd all get the shits with him. It's, and you bloody Aussies don't know what bloody good beer is. We know we like it cold. Yeah, exactly. Oh, jeez. Uh, yeah, that was uh, I was interesting. He then went to uh, Oktoberfest, and he remembers getting on the bus, and then he remembers being back on the gutter outside three days later vomiting. Wow. Jeez, that's terrible. That's an I enjoyable time. I got on a plane to the to the US once to to Hawaii, and I can't remember getting on the plane. <laughs> I sort of I, I started smashing uh I can't I was I think it was vodka and cokes and then I remember when things disappeared and then I remember when they sort of reappeared and we were we you know we were in the sky and we were well <laughs> well out of Australia by then <laughs> not good <laughs> Howie, yeah I I don't need any stories like that I've been a very responsible adult 
Ah, so we're lying now. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I became a, 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 a pub manager at a very young age, so I mm. got to see people in their drunken state, and I went, yeah, that doesn't really entice me yet, you know, to clean yeah. people's sick off roofs and stuff. Yeah, it's... <laughs> That's yeah. Yeah. I, oh. I did that once. Um, wow. Yeah. There's, people get a bit loose in the country when they get a bit drunk. Yeah. Uh, one bloke got uh, got tied to a toilet once. Yeah. And after remember, he passed out. I remember at a party when I was a teenager, one of my friends passed out drunk, and I tied my other friend's dog to him. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing weird happened. I just tied the dog to his leg, you know, and I thought it was funny because I was drunk too. <laughs> Should have put some um, some dog food in his top pocket just so the dog keep trying to grab at it. But then it starts getting a little bit weird and it's like, nah, it's, can't go that far. <laughs> Joel's okay though today, is he? Hey? <laughs> Joel Monaghan's okay with it now though today, is he? Yeah, see, that's, that's when you've gone too far. Yeah. That's when you that's when you get start getting texts the next day. Dude, dude. It's like what happened? You don't want to know. Delete, delete. It's just not good. Silly people. Mm-hmm. Um wow. We we're good at going a bit off track. Yeah. Just I don't, have, I don't have my daughter to distract me to get me off the case. Yeah, that's true. She's probably off destroying something somewhere. <laughs> it's all good. Yeah. Father of the year. Excellent. <laughs> Alrighty, well, uh, uh, yeah, I'll better go top up a whiskey. <laughs> um, th- thanks for tuning in once again. As I said, you can go to, uh, in, in previous episodes, you can go to YouTube and subscribe to us on there and just like every video and stuff on there. That'd be great. You know, mm, thumbs up on it. Yeah. Um, but you should listen to them because they're just fantastic, seriously. Yeah. I know why I listen to them all. Everyone. Everyone I'm speaking to right now thinks they're great. Yeah. There's nobody disagrees with anything we've said either, which is really nice. Yeah, and if you have, we've we've um, yeah, we've ignored that mm. beautifully. Mm. That's how I get through life, just ignoring things I don't like. It works. Well, I didn't watch Newcastle on the weekend. <laughs> Although I must have been, I did watch Parramatta on the weekend. Especially, oh, see, when, especially when I saw the uh, the, the scoreline sort of going up every thirty five seconds, so I went, "Oh, I've yeah. got to watch this game now." Yeah, it was crazy. The Eels so up and down. Let's hope they do re-sign everyone. <laughs> yeah. What do you reckon, uh, Mitch Moses' has uh, gone up to? Uh it depends. I mean, I would personally drive him to the airport if he wants to go to Brisbane. Um, and I think the last thing Brisbane needs is just another, you know, up and down halfback. I mean, like, what what are they going to be doing with him? But, um, yeah, like, uh, there was talk I, that I was going to must... say, they'd, they'd probably lock down the airport just to be safe. Yeah. <laughs> there, was, there was talk that he wanted, like, $800,000 or something I saw on the weekend, and it's like, wow, no thank you. Yeah. So, and, uh, so this, you know what's going to happen, don't you? Maloney goes to Super League, Penrith, needs 5'8", Mitch Moses, 800,000, lock him in. But if that does happen, you'll have my sincerest, dearest, 
deepest condolences. Yeah. Well, it, it wouldn't be quite going through the emotional roller coaster that was when we signed Matthew Elliott. Um, and I mean one of those roller coasters that comes off the rails and kills everyone on board. <laughs> but, you know, it'd be pretty, pretty up there. <laughs> it'll, it'll, it'll push it, mate. It'll push it. Yeah. Um, on that uplifting note. Mm. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. We'll probably have a few more episodes coming out this week just to get you uh, get you back up to speed with what we're doing, given we've had a few days off. Exactly. And, um, yeah, we'll catch you all later. Bye-bye.